When it comes to your faith, does it seem as if sometimes you're running aimlessly? Three steps forward, two steps back, three steps forward, four steps back. How are you doing in terms of running the race that God has called you to? Honestly, my friends, he doesn't want you to run aimlessly. He wants us to run this race with purpose. And that's what we're going to talk about in today's Another Chance Daily Devotion. Thanks for joining me. I'm Brian Sussman. It's always a pleasure and a privilege to be behind this microphone. So let's just begin with a quick word of prayer to set our hearts in the right direction as we get ready to learn about running the race. Lord Jesus, Lord Yeshua, thank you for saving us. Thank you for having a purpose for our lives. And thank you for giving us the strength to run this race as hard as it is sometimes, thank you for your strength. May we discover what you have in your word for us. And again, we thank you so much. In your holy name, amen. Running for your life was the title of this Bible study. I'm looking back now on my notes. My goodness, this was from, this was from 2008. January 19th, 2008. It was a wonderful Bible study that I was so privileged to lead with just a great, great group of guys. But this isn't just a guy Bible study. This is, this is good for everyone. So let's dive into this scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. This is the Apostle Paul speaking, and he says, Do you know that in a race all runners run but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. So this isn't a traditional track meet. <laughs> this is a race where our lives are on the line and the lives really of so many associated with us are on the line as well because God wants you to be an infectious person. He wants you to be the type of person that, that others look at and, and say, wow, I just, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so drawn to their faith. Now you may say, well, I'm nobody special. I'm, I don't know the Bible that well. I got a lot of rough edges. Oh, and if they only knew my past. But this isn't about the past. It's about the present. You see, God has forgiven you. That's why I love all these wonderful characters in the Bible. These were real people whose lives were so messed up. And then they came to faith in the God of Israel, the God of Israel, who's, the God of, who's, of Israel whose son said, I am the way, truth, and life. No man comes to the Father but through me. And their lives were changed. These are wonderful stories, real accounts in the Bible for our benefit because there were, some, there were some messed up folks. I mean, I think of that story of Peter. Uh, no matter what you do in this life, you will never deny Jesus three times eye to eye because here was Jesus in that Garden of Gethsemane prior to Jesus being hauled off to this mock trial 
And what did Peter do? Peter said, I'll, I'll always be there for you, Lord. Oh, you can always count on me. And then just a short time later, he's in that courtyard with hundreds of people, a thousand people. I don't know. Some of you have actually seen that courtyard in Israel. I'm told it's actually rather impressive. But it was packed. And there was Jesus on the stand. And he was being judged. Someone comes up to Peter, a young girl, comes up to Peter and says, wait a second, I, I know you. You, you. You're one of his followers. And Peter said, no, I'm not. This happened three times. He denies knowing Jesus three times. And then as predicted, a rooster crows. Peter hears the rooster and thinks back to the garden and said, oh my God, he told me before, before the rooster crowed. I would deny him three times. And he looks up at Jesus. This is one of the most dramatic moments in the entire Bible, in my opinion. And there's Jesus. There's Jesus looking at him. Peter was busted. I don't think it was a look of condemnation. I think it was a look of love where he said, he was saying, Peter, I know what you're made of and you can't do this on your own strength. You need me living in you. So I look at these accounts in the Bible and I get inspired. I look at a guy like Peter and I think, okay, okay, well, you know what? There's hope for me. 1 Corinthians 9.24, Do you not know in a race that all runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way to get the prize. We don't want to run aimlessly. We don't want to run to and fro. As I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, it's not three steps forward, four steps back. Or one step forward, four steps back. Yes, that happens in our lives. There's no question about it. But that's not what the Lord desires. He will equip us to move forward and run without, well, with purpose. He will equip us to run with purpose, not aimlessly. So this isn't a traditional track meet, my friends. This is a race for our lives. This is a race for eternity. This is a race whereby as we run, people are going to look at us and say, wow, the way he or she is running that race is incredible. Have you ever had a moment where somebody just stopped you in your tracks and said, hey, listen, I just want to tell you, your faith, your faith is impacting my life. Your faith is impacting my life. I had that happen recently. This was a friend of mine from college. We, we lived together in college. I would say looking back, there have been, well, there were times looking back on that college year where we lived together where I would say he would be the most unlikely person to come to know Jesus. Seriously, he would be certainly one of them. But I tried to live out my faith, raggedy as I may have uh, tried. I tried to live out my faith before him. And many years later, in fact, it was only a year ago, I got a, a call from this particular friend who I hadn't talked to for years. And he said, hey, I'm going to be in your town. I want to come by and see you. 
I thought, well, okay, this will be this will be this will be very interesting. I'd love to see him. We sat down, and to make the long story short, he said, you know, I watched the way you did it. I watched the way you were converted, and the way your life changed. And I just want to tell you that caused me to become a believer. And my jaw, my jaw dropped. My jaw dropped. I was blown away. But was I living a perfect life? No. But he saw some changes that he knew couldn't be accounted for except anything with God. Here's another wonderful scripture. We just read 1 Corinthians 9.24. Let's jump ahead to 9.26. Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. So it's as if Paul is saying, if you don't get the running analogy, how about this? A, a, a man who's fighting, just beating the air, not even punching his opponent. We don't want to be that person. We want to run with with purpose. How do we run with purpose? Well, it's it's listening to podcasts like these, like this one. It's more importantly getting into God's word, His word of instruction, whereby we can learn the ways of God, we can learn the plans of God, and we can learn how we fit in to those ways and those plans. Another beautiful scripture regarding running. This is from Galatians 5, 7. You were running a good race who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth. This is Paul's letter to the Galatian church. He said, hey, you guys were doing so well. What happened? You see, this is what goes down in, in a running race. I remember running track when I was a kid. Some of you also participated in such sports. Someone can cut in on you when you're running for example not necessarily a sprint which is just straight ahead or you have to stay in your lane but in other races people can cut in longer distance races and they can cut in and trip you up and Paul's saying here someone cut in on you and they tripped you up were you not paying attention were you not training properly did you not keep your eyes open? That latter statement, did you not keep your eyes open, is very important. I really believe as, as believers, as followers of Jesus, we need to keep our head on the swivel. We need to be prepared, as the word says, in and out of season. And again, how do we do that? Staying in his word. We need to make sure we're surrounded by competent brothers and sisters who are like-minded. People that are running the same race. People that we can go to for counsel. People that we can go to for instruction. And people we can go to for encouragement. I like this next scripture from Hebrews 12 because it, it really speaks to well, it talks about a cloud of witnesses, but I'm thinking of the cloud of witnesses being here on the ground, not necessarily what Paul was referring to. Those people I just described, your friends, 
people in, in church who you can count on, who can give you instruction, who can really be an example to you in the way in which you're to live, to help you have that head on the swivel. This is Romans 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy set before him, endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. As we run this race, we need to remember to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. We don't need to be entangled in sin. We don't need to. God would prefer that you don't become entangled in sin. And that's why he's given you the Holy Spirit to empower, lead, guide, counsel. That's why he's given us one another to encourage. That's why he's given us his word to equip. But let's fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross Jesus in that garden, which I spoke of a moment ago, Jesus in that courtyard during the mock trial that I spoke of a moment ago, he knew what was about to befall him. That's why in the garden of Gethsemane, he was sweating blood. Some of you don't think that can happen. I was once in a a car accident. My car was broadsided. Someone hit our vehicle at 45 miles an hour. I was broadsided. I had children in the car. And after that airbag deflated before me, I thought, am I going to turn and see my son dead? And I turned and he was alive. He had the wind knocked out of him, but he was alive. And I remember looking down at my arms, which were still gripping the steering wheel. And every one of my pores had blood coming out of it. It was perhaps the most stressful situation I'd ever been in. It was a life and death moment. And that's what Jesus was going through in the garden. He knew he was about to go to that cross. He knew how painful it would be. And he did it for you, and he did it for me. Oh, let us keep our eyes fixed on that cross. That's the finish line, the cross. That's our purpose in life, following him. Let us be infused with the power of his Holy Spirit and run the race set before us with joy, and with confidence. Lord, thank you for this time with my brothers and sisters. Oh Lord, fill us with your Holy Spirit even now. Continue to fill us. We can't can't go a day. We can't go an hour. We can't go a minute 
without your spirit dwelling within us. Fill us to overflowing, Lord. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Oh, Lord, we so look forward to someday worshiping at that throne in your eternal kingdom. Amen. This is the Another Chance Podcast. Thank you for joining me, my friends. If you found this beneficial and uplifting, please share it with a friend. More on me at briansussman.com. Until next time, God bless you and God bless the United States of America.